the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome. Welcome back to the show that is unafraid to tell you the truth, to shine light on the darkness that emanates from the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine that erupts from some of the weak Republicans out there who want to just keep us focused on the things that continue to enable the globalist expansion of power in the world, the efforts to take away the sovereignty, the power, the individual rights that God gave us and our Constitution protects right here in the United States of America and do it with a smile because, man, these are great times to be alive. And what an exciting election that we're heading into now. What? One, two, three, ten days away. The month-long election here in Colorado, about three weeks worth of voting. But the counting will begin being reported on November 8th. Who knows in some of these places how long it's going to take to get results. But I can tell you from, and I, listen, I'm no prognosticator. I'm no expert on any of this stuff, but I read a lot. I talk to a lot of people. I'm inside a whole lot of things these days, and it is looking really, really good around the country for the red wave. As I mentioned in my conversation with Mike Boyle on the restaurant show a few minutes ago, I just got back uh, earlier this week from Mar-a-Lago, my first trip out to see uh, the facility, uh, got to meet President Donald Trump. Pretty darn cool to be on a first-name basis, being called Randy several times uh, in my conversation with someone so historic, someone so world-changing, someone so iconic the past and future president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. And what a gentleman. What a beautiful place. I could do all the what a what a what is and uh, probably will before this show is over. But I want to lay out some of the things that are on my mind. Mar-a-Lago was cool. And we'll ex <laughs> elaborate on that. And I'll share a little of my conversation with Donald Trump. We talked about Joe O'Day. I am not sharing that conversation until after the election. We'll see what happens. But that leads me to something that is on my mind. I got, uh, you know, my, my Saturdays, now that I'm not on 9 to noon, I'm very, very busy during the, the mornings. I often get into my office mid-afternoon for an hour or two, including some show prep. And um, so it's a different kind of day. I'm typically not listening to the radio, but I started getting text messages and they said, there he goes again. And I, and I thought, what, is that Peter doing something, saying something? And No, it was John Caldera filling in for Peter Boyles this morning. John, brilliant, hardworking, runs the Independence Institute, a treasure in Colorado, and, uh, and a friend. And we've had great conversations, including the issue I'm going to bring up here in just a second. And there are many things that we don't agree on. So I flipped on. I got to hear the entire 11 o'clock hour with John Caldera hosting the Peter Boyle show this morning. And it was great. It was great radio. It was great conversation. And I'll tell you what, I wanted to call in 
And, you know, it's encouraged. You can call in to other hosts' shows. Um, you know, if you're going to, especially if you're going to call them out or challenge them on something that they're going to say, do it. You know, either do it personally or do it live on the air. And I probably would have, except, man, the phone, if John was having trouble getting callers, if people were not dialed in and trying to dial in, um, I might have gone ahead and given him a call and started this conversation this morning, picked it up here on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. Because the conversation was basically, and Mike Boyle said this too. He, he said this straight out to me in our conversation just a few minutes ago. He said, there is no excuse for not voting for Joe O'Day. And to extrap- extrapolate that to, for not jo- uh, voting for any Republican that's on your ballot. So disclaimer, I'm the Republican National Committee man. I was elected, and I believe part of that duty as a Republican officer is to work as hard as I can to encourage people to vote for Republicans. And in spite of concerns that I've had about some of our Republican candidates, I have done that. And I've really gone through it with folks with Joe O'Day because it's, number one, it's such a massive race. The importance of the United States Senate is just beyond belief. 100 people, two from each state, uh, with completely equal votes. Little states, high population states like California, Florida, New York, two senators. Low population states like Wyoming or tiny states, New Hampshire, Maine. Doesn't matter. You have two U.S. Senate seats, and a majority in the U.S. Senate is absolutely crucial. But what I heard in the 11 o'clock hour was criticism, criticism of people who are really struggling coming to the table to vote for Joe O'Day. And I, I refuse to criticize them because I understand it. I've had these same conflicts, these same concerns. I haven't filled out my ballot. Still thinking it through. And why wouldn't you? If you are a conservative Republican, an America first Republican, uh, just a longtime grassroots activist Republican who believes in the Republican platform and with all the flaws of the party, flaws of individual candidates who are nothing more than human beings put in tremendous positions of influence, there are plenty of things to be frustrated about, always. But you have to admit, for a God-fearing, country-loving, constitutional conservative, Tea Party patriot, pulling the lever for Joe O'Day requires some serious thought. Because this is a guy who, while saying he's not for abortion, wants to cap it at, what, what is it, over? I think we're up to five months now, who believes that uh, all the DACA invaders need to be legalized, become citizens of the United States of America. Even though you and I know that uh, while there are certainly plenty of innocent kids caught up in that group, there are plenty of people who came across that border and never, no birth certificate under Democrat rule. You can't challenge their statement about their age, pretended to be young enough to qualify for DACA. I mean, the, the corruption the violation of our laws, the violation of, ten, of the tenant of sovereignty, all of it. 
really an awful lot to swallow. Man-made climate change. Man-caused global warming or later global cooling or when they realized that the earth over decades heats sometimes and cools other times. They came up with this beautiful one-size-fits-all climate change. And Joe Day comes out and says, I believe it. And you and I know that, yes, weather changes, the climate changes, and sunspots and volcanic eruptions and, and all kinds of things generate far more pollution far more potentially climate-influencing debris into the atmosphere than man does. The poison gas around which the lie, the myth of man-made climate change is based is carbon dioxide. They always drop off the dioxide because they think people, when you hear carbon, carbon emissions... Oh, my God, big chunks of carbon are flying up into the air. You know, they're going to rain down fire on our head. They're going to block out the sun. Carbon dioxide. What you exhale, that trees turn into oxygen. When we get past this election, we'll do some shows on the, the myth, the lie, the globalist effort to strip you of your individuality, your freedom, the ability to easily and cheaply economically heat your home and transport yourself from place to place and all of those things. By the way, we'll be doing that as we march forward toward a plan to rip the controls that they've thrown on us right out of their dirty, corrupt, evil hands. Conversations for another day. But you look at Joe Day and you see all of those things and you go, my God, how can I, uh, someone who has done his work, who understands um, the corruption, the misstatements, the lies, the manipulation by the media, all of those things, how can I just drop my God-given right to vote into the hands of someone with whom I disagree so much? And you should not be criticized or insulted, challenged, a conversation to have about it, an opportunity to look at pros and cons and long-term, short-term gain, all of those things, absolutely. But you shouldn't be insulted. You shouldn't be criticized because it's absolutely legitimate. And then let's look at long-term consequences this came up again in my conversation with Mike Boyle, but uh, John McCain, all those years in the latter couple of terms, he served as United States Senate. He got rich. He packed his campaign coffers off of his and many other Republicans just like him, their promise to repeal and replace Obamacare. Man, I have to cover health and I don't have to. I choose to cover health insurance for my employees, the prices, the deductibles, the, le the fewer services, the more things that you have to pay for out of pocket before you meet those minimums, the lack of choice, the delays. It's been so much worse, as I predicted, when we were battling to stop Obamacare and then battling to get enough Republican gumption to get rid of Obamacare and then electing a world changer like Donald J. Trump, while we had a majority in the U.S. Senate, a majority in the U.S. House of Representatives.
and all of the drama, all of the buildup to that night, that early morning, two o'clock in the morning on the floor of the United States Senate with John McCain left as the last vote, the vote that would either make or break the long-awaited, long-pursued, so critically important to our freedom and our budget and the quality and availability of our health care as we move forward. And John McCain, with all the drama of someone who hated Donald Trump so much, and I don't know if it's because Donald Trump bitch slapped him just like he smacked back at Joe O'Day when Joe O'Day called him out or because he's the globalist that uh, we all began to think he was the last few years of his life and career or whatever the reasons are out of apparent hate and disdain for Donald Trump. He broke all of those years of pledges and he went thumbs down. And that was the end because the Republicans lost the House, lost the Senate in the next midterm election. That was the end of the repeal of Obamacare for now, for then, for the foreseeable future. The consequences of electing people who don't stand on principle who will lie to you throughout their campaign about who they are and what they stand for. And yet, if you go beyond the single thumbs-down vote by a John McCain that was able to kill the hard-fought-for repeal and replacement of Obamacare, and think about what a Joe O'Day could bring to the U.S. Senate— in a year where it looks like now Republicans are on track for 52, 53, maybe 54 seats in the United States Senate, and Joe O'Day is among them. What it means is even if you have more moderate or middle of the road or someone like Joe O'Day who's really a, an unwritten book, we have no idea once he gets through a difficult election in very blue not really purple, Colorado. We increase that majority so we don't have to rely on just one vote. 53 or 54 is a whole lot different than 51. If you've got 51 senators only, then a Mitt Romney, a Joe O'Day, a Lisa Murkowski, a Suzanne, Susan Collins, any of them can stop your America First agenda. But by building those numbers, we send a guy like Joe O'Day, never been a politician, obviously brilliant, the business that he built, obviously articulate and thoughtful and smart. I've got some audio of his debate with Michael Bennett. And he's somebody that we could work on, somebody that we could talk to about why some of these things are so important, long-term, short-term, six years a U.S. Senate senator holds their seat. And we could let him see, let him understand why a figure like Donald Trump, an agenda like Donald Trump's, uh, the platform of the Republican Party, the long and short-term consequences of not 
actually understanding what's going on with the radical left, how this is a battle between good and evil, globalism and sovereignty. All of those things are on the table. Never, ever have an opportunity for a conversation like that with Joe O'Day. I'm sorry, with uh, Michael Bennett. Never, ever have an opportunity for a conversation like that with Michael Bennett. So I will stand up for people who are having trouble pulling the lever, filling in the dot, having their ballot scanned through a Dominion machine with Joe O'Day filled in. I get it, and I won't tolerate, or, you know, it's not for me to tolerate, but I will push back on people who just think, yeah, you're an idiot, you're a dummy, how could you be so stupid? It's as clear as night and day. It is not as clear as night and day. And in another period in United States history, with a different Democrat party on the other side, without the history of what we went through during the four years of deep state interference with the Trump America first agenda, the efforts by the radical left to burn down our cities and keep everything in chaos and try and blame it all on Trump. All of those things that have been exposed is right there in front of us and some, and things that can come back to bite us at any given time. This election truly is different from any other. Now, listen, I'm sure the election before the Civil War that elected Abraham Lincoln, you know, folks thought that's pretty dang important. And I get it. I get it. But for you and me, for my lifetime, for my ever-growing understanding of history and elections and politics at a you know fever pitch now because of what I'm doing as national committee man involved in election litigations meeting Donald Trump you know just a few days ago still talking to you on the radio and planning to expand those opportunities as well so very important i think it's safe to say that we truly are at an opportunity where every single Republican victory, whether you like them, love them, or not, is a worthwhile endeavor and something that you and I can feel really good about. So in spite of reservations, in spite of opposition and really provable information against so many positions that I am concerned about but may actually help a Joe Day win an election here in Colorado... I will encourage you and ask you to vote for the Republicans on your ticket. It is absolutely what we have to do. And I'm happy to entertain anyone who disagrees with that, but respectfully, because I get it. 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. Something I want to remind you of that we played last week. I know we got to get to our break, but... Um, these people lie to you. They're lying to you about the attack on Paul Pelosi. They're trying to tie it to you and people who are fighting for election integrity and on and on and on. But uh, remember this from the end of the show last week. This is Fauci early COVID and Fauci now late COVID. I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. The problem with lies is you can not 
always remember the last lie you told. I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. And I play that as we go into break, and we'll do some calls on the other side, 303-696-1971. Because in the news break, before this show started, I heard Joe Sleepyhead, not quite as bad as Fetterman Biden, talking about how we how can we not expect these violent acts like the attack on the Speaker of the House's husband, Paul Pelosi, by what may have been his gay lover. We'll explore that a little bit more in the show. He tied them to people who are fighting for the future of our elections. Republicans who challenged election integrity, who challenged the 2020 fight. And God willing, it's only a two-hour show. I've got some audio I'm going to play with you, play for you of Democrats doing that over and over and over, including Hillary Clinton now claiming that Republicans will rig the 2024 election. It's okay for her, not okay for you and me. Anyway, good to have you here. It's 527. I'm Randy Corcoran, 710 KNUS. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Welcome back. 732, no, 732, 1732. That's military time. 532, about 28 minutes to go until 6 o'clock. Randy Corcoran here with you. 303-696-1971 is the phone number. 696-1971. And um, just came across the audio of the 911 call for Paul Pelosi. We'll get back to Joe O'Day and uh, certainly going to tell you all about my visit to Mar-a-Lago. Uh, was there last Monday night for a few hours and uh, just how wonderful that was and uh, celebrate the Twitter takeover by Elon Musk. The bird is freed was Elon Musk's first tweet after carrying a sink in with the comment. Let that sink in. I now own this bad boy. Very, very cool. Before we get to the phones, I just want you to hear this 911 and give you a little bit of the actual background truth that's coming out about uh, this attack, this horrible attack on Paul Pelosi. Uh, yeah, sound a little confused. His name is David. He's a, I don't know who he is, but his name's David and he's a friend. Now, I don't know if any of this is true, but more and more information is coming out on, um, I don't know, for me, reliable websites that, uh, you know, always come up with stories. Oh my God, there they go again. And, um, <laughs> time goes on and the proof is in. But what we absolutely know is true about the attack on Paul Pelosi this morning is the attacker was this drug addict that lives in this hellhole, um, this this kind of hippie commune that had all kinds of Black Lives Matter and uh, other signage all around it. Uh, pictures are coming up of him being involved in a, a homosexual wedding. Uh, I think it's a nudist wedding. And if you heard the, uh, I don't know if it was the chief of police, but whoever gave the first news conferences after the attack, he said the police came in and that they, meaning both of them, were holding on to a hammer 
And apparently Dave, the nudist, got a, got it loose first and whacked Pelosi upside the head before he could um, uh, before the police could take him down. And here's one thing I just simply don't believe. I'm going to have to hear this on a recording. But if you listened to anything from MSLSD or the corrupt news network, CNN, or uh, some of the left-wing mouthpieces out there, they all said that the man was heard to say, where's Nancy? Now, that's possible. They tried to make it sound like initially, before they knew that this was a um, BLM, pride, fa- pride flag-loving, hippie commune-living, nudist, former married guy, and we're learning that Paul Pelosi may have had some inclinations that direction is known around San Francisco of getting out and about. I, I don't know any of that. For, I don't. I never followed this guy. This is all stuff that's just starting to come out. But they tried to make it sound like it was somebody who was hunting down Nancy Pelosi. If what Paul Pelosi said, or is accurate in the nine one one call, let's just hear it one more time. Come on, Finga. Yeah, you think? And remember this first call, this the type of call that the police were brought in on was, and I didn't write this down, it's something like an A1 wellness check or something along those lines. It's it's the kind of call they get when somebody's asked to go check on somebody, an elderly person who might have fallen, someone's gone, hasn't been heard from in a while, those kinds of things. And Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton on her Twitter feed, which is alive and well all of a sudden, um, all calling out this out as more Republican-inspired violence because of people like uh, I hope you and certainly me who know that the 2020 election is stolen, know that we are proving it day after day after day, and it won't stop once this 2022 election is over. They're trying to um, implement their fraudulent takedown of some great victories in 2022 already. A judge in Arizona told the Uh, Democrats, that your lawsuit is bunk. You will not stop people from constitutionally observing the voter drop boxes. They were trying to stop that. That's a a terrorist act, according to Democrats, because they are so afraid of openness and transparency. They're already claiming in Arizona that they're going to run out of paper for ballots. And you know what? During the primary, that happened. And it only happened in Republican districts where people were going to pick up Republican votes, lots of them. So many things going on around the country. And they're going to, they're so desperate, these Democrats. They see the writing on the wall. What's coming? It's going to be a red wave. And the question is how much of that do we want to experience here in Colorado? Trafalgar says with Hispanics flipping to the Republican Party. We heard in the uh, in the opening news before the show that uh, traditionally black people voted 8% Republican, that uh, Trump, during his win, got that to 12%, I think, or maybe it was in the midterms. And in 2020, that number went even higher. 
Trafalgar reporting, was it up to 35% of Hispanics flipping for Republicans? If that happens here in Colorado, we could elect a whole lot of Republicans. And I can tell you, the RNC, man, they're the all of the clips we took from the uh, Bennett and O'Day debate, which I, you got to plan. Since I got on this topic, we'll save Mar-a-Lago for next hour. We'll, and I'm going to take this break so I don't have to cut off our callers. So we'll go right straight to the phones when we come back, so we have plenty of time. But the RNC focusing now on Joe O'Day. Um, a lot of the big money Republicans, including, you know, the Never Trump and the establishment folks, I get it, but they believe this is a winnable race. And when you hear O'Day's performance, if you didn't watch the debate, uh, he was great. He was truly great. So it is going to be a great night nationally for Republicans, and it's starting to feel like it could be a special night here in Colorado as well. So let's talk more about that here in just a couple of minutes at 540. Let's get to the break now. Your call's next, I promise. 303-696-1971, 710-KNUS. We're back at 544, and you know if I get started, I'll do it again. So we're going to go right straight to the phones, and we'll start full lines. We'll start with Joy in Denver. Joy, good afternoon. Welcome. Hey, Randy. Um, I just wanted to point out some things about O'Day, and I'm not I'm not all that crazy about O'Day. None of us conservatives are. But I don't know if people remember that the various criticisms that conservatives have of O'Day are almost precisely the same as we had of Trump when we didn't know him before he was our nominee. You know, that he's too pro-abortion, not, not pro-life enough, that he donated to Democrats, that he's not sufficiently conservative. Trump not only donated—and so those are all the things I say about O'Day, too—but Trump not only donated conservatives, he was, he was a Dem—rather, donated to Dems. He was a Democrat for years. And um, I'm just thinking, hey, people, remember how that turned out. We got the most conservative president we've had since Reagan, who led this nation to prosperity, uh, to an incredible, incredible time in our lives under Trump and uh, built the wall. Um, it just we have to look at what's going to happen when O'Day gets to the Senate and he comes under the influence of these incredible Republicans there, Senator Cotton, Senator Josh Hawley, Hawley, um, Ted Cruz. It's going to be uh, influencing him. Those people are going to be influencing him. And so we can't write him off because who he is now is not who he's going to be when he gets to the Senate. And the other thing, of course, is the judges. Other justices are, are resigning, are going to resign. They're getting older. And we need a Republican Senate in order to approve the justices that we need on the Supreme Court. Uh, it's just It's just imperative that we take back the Senate, that we take back the Senate. We can stop all the Democrats hideous bills if we take back the Senate. It, they can be just, even even though, uh, you know, Biden's still the president, we can stop their, their ghastly yeah. bills and their destruction of America. For sure. It's why it's so important that Coloradans at least vote to take the state Senate back. So we at least have that backstop. It's no more a Democrat-only agenda with no way to stop them. And we just, there's so many things we don't know about Joe O'Day. What if Joe O'Day, who is an adopted person, and uh, and obviously incredibly successful. He's smart. The times I've spent with him, he's very likable. 
Um, and he turns out yeah. to, to have an awful lot of uh, principle, but he understands in Colorado uh, that he has to represent an entire state, and that it's a very blue state. I mean, there's there's a lot of growing that can do in that office. I, I'll do I'll contradict or not contradict, but just challenge the co- comparison to Trump because Trump, even though his history. And a New York businessman, a builder, donating to Democrats, no big deal. Actual Democrat, a little tougher to swallow. Formerly pro, right. pro-choice, not pro-life. But he never ran on anything but his extremely and extraordinarily strong America First agenda. And uh, But that was a nationwide election where you win through the Electoral College, not through a popular vote. Joe Day has to survive a popular vote to have a chance to show us what he's gotten. Exactly. And as you well know, Randy, um, Trump, as much as we love him, lost Colorado and, of course, the election fraud and everything. Right. But according to the actual still lost. The last I election, have no doubt. He lost, yeah. He lost big time by 14 percent. And he probably didn't lose by that much. But he did lose. So O'Day is understandably wary about associating himself with Trump. And also I tell people who say, oh, O'Day says he's going to try to he's going to prevent Trump from being the nominee, uh, the presidential. And I say. In your dreams, in so, his dreams. Another, right? This is another great Trump. point. This is another great point, Joe, and I'm going to let you go because we've got full lines. But uh, we have no idea what Joe Day might do if we get him elected. He may actually reach out to President Trump, and they might have a conversation, and he might realize that all of the caricatures. I learned so much about this guy just with the brief interactions I had with him on Monday, and then the way people who knew him better were talking to me and explaining things to me about how he operates, how he thinks, how he remembers people, and and you know concerns about family and all of those things. Um, it's it's just too great of an opportunity in Colorado. If Colorado elect a Republican senator right now after what we've been through is too great an opportunity to pass up. And, Joy, thank you very, very much for the call. Let's jump to Casper and Centennial. Brian, sit tight. You're next. Casper, welcome. Yes, Randy. How are you, sir? Excellent. Casper Stockham, my buddy. Yes, yes, your buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we are we are working hard with the Heidi campaign to get the black vote um, out for Heidi and Danny. Uh, we've launched several initiatives to do so, and I just wanted to if it's okay, I wanted to share with the audience some of the successes we've we've had over the past couple of weeks. Absolutely. So um, we have the Ethiopian community has endorsed Heidi and Danny. Which community? And the Ethiopian community. Oh, Ethiopian. Great. Yep. Uh, the majority of them are Republicans, and uh, they vote in <laughs> um, – they're very excited about voting in America. So these are nationalized citizens who vote. Um, we're going to be holding a Black Voices for Heidi and Danny event on November the 2nd in the evening. It's going to be at the Ethiopian Church off of um, Colfax and Chambers. Um, so we're going to have several people out as we go through the the SPARK plan that I was uh, instrumental in bringing to Heidi and Danny's campaign. So we're going to be rolling that out and then answering questions but the black community is, is starting to lean in the direction of Republicans. What we need are Republicans to lean back. <laughs> we need that that hand out from Republicans saying, hey, come on over because this is where you need to be anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. And somebody just sent me – in fact, it's a good buddy Eric. He just sent me a text that says – 
Uh, people can find out more about this. It's at HeidiForGovernor.com on the events page. What time is it going to be, Casper? Because I would love to come out and show some, you know, Republican officer support I, for all of the efforts you guys are putting in. I would love for you to be there. It's going to be uh, 6 p.m. on Wednesday the 2nd. Um, we are asking people to RSVP because there's limited space, so we need to know how many people are coming. But it's not we're not just wanting black people to show up, even though we definitely sure. want the people who, who support Heidi and Danny who are black to show up for sure. But this is not a closed event. <laughs> so any, anybody is welcome to attend, and we'd love to have you out there so you can see um, see what we're doing. Well, Casper, I'll keep talking about that through the final hour of the show. Send me a link, and I'll spread it around on Facebook and Twitter and elsewhere. I uh uh, seem like I'm getting more. All of a sudden, I'm getting follows on my Twitter account and stuff, which I've ignored for months. Um, it seems like maybe the e- Elon Musk takeover is even trickling down to uh, you know many users like me. So, really good to hear from you. I hope I get a chance to see you on Wednesday. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was uh I was just commenting that um, there are several Republican candidates who have used this strategy, and it's not just a, a campaign strategy. I mean, you have to follow through with some some meaningful um, solutions. But uh, Trump did it and helped him win. Uh, Youngkin did it. It helped him win. Carrie Lake is doing it in Arizona. And it's helping her win. So um, we is, believe that with this, this push, it's going to help Heidi and Danny over the finish line to get a large percentage of the black and Hispanic vote. Is SPARK an acronym for something? Yes, sir. Uh, it stands for System Plan Access resources and knowledge system plan access resources and knowledge got it and um probably one of the biggest pushbacks we get uh, from republicans not democrats republicans is they think it's uh um a side door or a back door to esg or something they think it's Mm. you know and that's it's so far from the truth it has nothing to do with esg I don't like ESG. I know you don't like ESG. Heidi does not like ESG. This is not what this is about. All this is about is, is saying, hey, if there is a need, let's help take care of it. You know, let's help find solutions for it. It's not um, um, p- pushing down white people and raising up black people. It's oh, just geez. saying, hey, if there's yeah. – <laughs> yeah. And that's what people are saying. Oh, God. Well, I will do everything in my power to free up my schedule and join you there and spread the word. Very, very important. I mean, the way Republican prospects are growing in New Hampshire, in Washington State, in Nevada, yeah. all around the country. In New York. Why? In New yes. York <laughs> yes. Why not Colorado? Let's and let's just let's just run through the tape, right? Let's just push it all the way through the end. Casper, I'm going to jump, try and get to Brian before the top of the hour. God bless you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Brian. Welcome to the show. Hey, Randy. Thank God for you you and uh, Matt, you know, trying to stand up for the truth. But uh, I was watching that. Uh, uh, by the way, I'm just going to say right off the bat, I am going to vote for O'Day. I, feel, I figure i got to fill out the ballot anyhow. What am I going to do, Mark <laughs> Bennett down? You know what? I was at a uh, meal with my son, and he were, he, you know, he's not closely aligned in politics, young kid, but he's conservative. I really admire um, some of the directions he's taking his life and his new young family and everything. And he and I started talking about the fact that people are calling me, emailing me, texting me, resisting voting for Joe O'Day. And he said, 
said, why? And I explained it to him as I did at the opening of the show um, and how I understand all that. And his immediate, you know, 27-year-old response was, well, what choice do we have? And he's absolutely well, yeah, right. Mean, well, you got the ballot in front of you. You got two choices. You got O'Day, you got Bennett. So you're either going to have a seat at the table or you're going to have you're not even going to be allowed in the building. So you might as well have a seat at the table and be able to hold somebody accountable. Now, I disagree with you on the debate. I thought O'Day was a little bit weak on a few things, you know, um, that was asked. I thought he could have done a, a few, be- a little bit better on the rebuttals, you know, as far as uh, when I know Bennett said you voted for Trump twice, and then he brought up the both sides about, uh, you know, Charlottesville. And instead of O'Day just fighting back and coming back and, debunking all that and bring up Biden's, you know, ties to China and bring up his daughter's diary and everything. I mean, no day's got, you know, I understand he's not a politician, but somebody's got to kind of, you know, prepare a little bit better and get him where he can strike back at, uh, at Biden. Cause it's not hard. I mean, the guy shakes invisible people's hands. So <laughs> yeah, but, no, that's uh, that's, true. That, although I think, but, uh, by the way, I, I think there's, I think there is a training for candidates in blue States that tells them to stay on message, don't get dragged down into supporting your vote for Trump or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. Stay on message. And I did not see the debate. I've just got some clips that uh, Lewis, our producer, was kind enough to put together for me. And uh, I thought O'Day sounded great in him. We'll play him next hour. Well, one of the questions was, do you think Biden's mentally up to the job? I, I remember him asking. That's when I cut into the debate. And Bennett was asked that question. Bennett said, oh, yeah, he's very smart and everything. And that's where maybe O'Day could – he doesn't have to bring up Trump or nothing. He can come up and say, hey, you know, he forgets what state he's in. He gets lost in his own backyard. He could just kind of be a little bit more aggressive. But uh, I'm with you. But I'm I- going to vote for him because it's there. I'm filling out the ballot. You know, I got no choice. But as far as this whole Paul Pelosi thing goes – yeah. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Smollett. Or do you remember the uh, Snake Island in Ukraine where everybody jumped on board and said, oh, man, these guys are heroes. There was two of them. They're going to fight a battleship out of Russia. Me and my wife looked at each other with this whole Paul thing and said, this doesn't make sense on its face. So we're not going to jump to any conclusions until we can get the whole story. So, you know, we're going to ask a lot of questions on that one. Absolutely. It's going to be very interesting. I think it's going to backfire on Democrats the way they're trying to use it. And your comparison to Smollett, uh, Jesse Smollett, is very apt and great. Brian, it's wonderful to hear your voice. all these rhinos jumping on board, all these rhinos jumping on board, apologizing and doing all this, they should have learned their lesson from all the lies you've heard before. Don't jump to conclusions before you know the whole story. Don't be an idiot. Don't get sucked in. Amen, brother. Music's there. Got to leave you. Thanks for the call. Everybody on the line, sit tight. Brian's line is open, 303-696-1971. 696-1971. Still need to tell you about my trip to Mar-a-Lago. We'll play some of this Bennett O'Day stuff and continue the conversation with you. Final hour, Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, 710 KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.